Uh, welcome to Bunta Vista Socialist Club, episode 12. Uh, I'm Andrew, and I have with me all the way from the United States of America, Ben. Hello. And from also the United States of America, Lucy. G'day, cunts. I just, I needed to G'day. say the C word. It's been a while. <laughs> it has not been a while. Every time I've it seen you here, we've been saying it to every single American that we've seen. They get very upset. <laughs> I assume as soon as Lucy sees another Australian, she just starts yelling it across the hall. We were literally yelling it, like, out the front of the uh, the DSA <laughs> convention after party on the street, uh, much to Connor's distress. Yeah, he was quite distressed. <laughs> well, it's funny, that was um, that also seemed to be uh, Matt Chrisman's reaction. He was very excited to come on an Australian show and say it. Uh, until he was saying it, and then he was he was just kind of horrified yeah. by the way it sounded. I've seen that happen a few times now. We've we've successfully empowered a few people to say it, and then immediately they have said it and felt bad. <laughs> just gone, ooh, it's a slur when I do it in my voice. Yeah. Mm. Mm. How how was all that? How was the DSA convention after party? It was good. There were beers. There was free um, beers. It's real socialism. Free food. Oh, they got they got beer in America now. Yeah, they got beer over here. They got a lot of beer. Let's check that out. Uh, was it? It was Good. in like an office of a magazine. Uh, very Melbourne. Very full of people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there, there were people dancing. Uh, there was there was dancing. Felt, it felt like like a uni house party. There were far too many people there, and they were constantly running out of beer. Uh, mm-hmm. Yep. It was good. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Hmm. Was everybody happy about socialism? Everyone was very into socialism. Yeah, a lot of socialists there. Yeah, a lot of socialists. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shock, real shocker that one. Mm. Oh, all right. Well, um, I feel like the big event this week uh, for Australia in the news was um, was the reopening of of the wounds of Malcolm Turnbull's very public uh, cucking on the world stage. Hmm. <laughs> Is huge, is huge cucking by the president. He was cucked. He was very cucked. Oh, uh, it was like it was embarrassing enough the first time for him, wasn't it? When it, uh, the whole, all the reports about him getting yelled at and hung up on. Yeah, they were true. <laughs> yeah, it, it turns out, it turns out they were very true, excruciatingly true. Uh, so somebody this week has has very helpfully leaked the transcripts of um, Trump's conversations with both Malcolm Turnbull and the president of Mexico. I didn't read that one. Um, Probably not as funny. It's pretty funny. Uh, well, it's it's very funny, but in a totally different direction, because um, we should cover the Mexican one first, because uh, the Australian one is funny by comparison, but in a different way. Uh, so th- with the Mexican president, uh, Trump is basically going, come on, man, you gotta you got to help me do the wall. And, and the president says, uh, no. Uh, fuck you. We've said the whole time that we're not doing the wall. And Trump's like, please, please. I've been saying for two years that I'm going to build this wall. <laughs> please do the wall. Yeah, he's just, he's flat out begging the dude, which I assume is is the art of the deal. <laughs> Whining like a little bitch. Yep. 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 Um, flat out begging. And, you know, he's like, this is going to kill me. This is going to kill me. You know, you you, you got to help me out with the wall. The, the, and... the crux of his argument seems to be that he's just not, that, like, him being beholden to his own words is something that's completely outside his control. 
Like mm, this one, this one really came back on me in an unexpected way. <laughs> yeah, it's just be, uh, you know, it's not my fault that I said that I would do this for years without, you know, actually thinking or checking whether we could having any way to do it. Well, it was very helpful of him to tell the president of Mexico that um, it would help Trump out a lot if he would just say that he was going to pay for the wall <laughs> and they wouldn't really have to do it. Um, I believe his words were, it'll all just come out in the equation somehow. That's business, baby. <laughs> yeah, that's business. You just you make a deal, you shake some hands, you slap some babies. Have some whiskey, do the madman shit. Shakes out in the wash, you know? Exactly. Somebody's money somewhere makes a wall. I understand business. I get it. Mm. He did also tell him that um, that he could make the wall very cheaply, but it will still look really good. <laughs> so fucked up. Yep. I saw, I saw the first plan this week for the actual wall, and it runs through, like, all these nature reserves Jesus. and, like, national parks and stuff. Oh... But you know it's gonna be it's gonna be made out of invisible solar panels anyway, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> Have we talked about the the quote about uh, Trump saying why the wall needs to be transparent? Yeah. Oh, so you, oh, so so you can't get hit I, in the head with a bag of like drugs or something. <laughs> if if a if a sneaky Mexican criminal on the other side wants to heft a sixty pound bag of drugs over the top, comically large bag of drugs. Yeah. Yeah, you need you need to be able to see that the bag is being thrown so that you can get out of the way in time and you don't get concussed. I just love how, like, linear his thought process is, because you know it would have just been one person being like, we know we need total transparency for this. And then yeah. in his, like, toddler like, brain, he's like, wall. transparent, why would you need to see through it? Well, I guess maybe so he can see stuff coming. I also like the implication here that the wall is somehow going to be of the size that you could just throw a bag over it yeah like a little wall that you can just throw these comically huge bags of drugs yeah. and knock somebody out like the damn roadrunner <laughs> yeah so it's basically a, a a 10 foot high wall yeah. that he's picturing yeah yeah like he's, he's picturing a fence he's, he's picturing a garden fence modeled off hadrian's wall it's about three mm. foot high uh <laughs> yeah. in fairness donald trump could not get over a garden fence that's true. So that's probably... That seems, you like yeah, it. that seems true. If you're just picturing your average, you know, Australian suburban uh, backyard wooden paling fence, mm. no way Trump could jump on that. Absolutely not. It's actually a really satisfying mental image, picturing him trying to traverse a simple obstacle. Mm. <laughs> just trying to clamber over something. Yeah. You know? Getting his tie caught in a loose nail. <laughs> mm. Um. So... That one was very funny to me, that he essentially just got on the phone and begged. And he, he first he begged for help, and then he begged um, for him to just to just help him by saying that they were going to pay for the wall. And it was, it was very good, because the whole time, Mexican president's like, No. Why? Why, why would I? <laughs> yeah. I've been very clearly saying this whole time. No way. No fucking way. So, um, you know, that's very satisfying. Now, in the opposite direction... We had the transcript of his phone call with um, Malcolm Turnbull. And that was a different kind of groveling. It was embarrassing. Sweet, sweet, embarrassing uh, toady bootlicking mm -hmm. from our sweet, convictionless Prime Minister, I miss, Malcolm Turnbull. I miss Tony Abbott. I feel like Tony would have handled that conversation a little better. Oh, man. Like, 
You know, I, I feel like however many episodes back, I said something that I never thought I would say, which was the like, N-word. <laughs> just over and over, over and over. We had to cut out that we solid had to cut out a lot, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I said something about, like, it almost makes you miss John Howard, you know? Because mm. I was like, at, at least at least he had his, had his ideas and stuck to them, even if they were shit. Yeah. Malcolm Turnbull now... Like it makes people feel like that about Tony Abbott. Mm, that's mm. bad. To go well, he was he had a heart full of hate, but at least he believed in that. Hate, <laughs> you know, at least he was committed to his ideas of disenfranchising citizens. He was. I respect that. Yeah. Whereas you know Turnbull can't get behind one or the other. Yeah. I mean, like all all the groveling was was funny. <laughs> I'm not I'm not going to act We're like not it's funny. not funny. <laughs> But what was, like, straight up staggering to me was at how many points in that conversation uh, Malcolm Turnbull essentially just lays bare the entire uh, liberal immigration scheme, Mm. Mm. which is to just arbitrarily punish people to make a show of it for anyone else who's thinking about doing it, which, like, we all knew. (laughs) But it's pretty bananas to hear him just come out and say it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Are you reading the transcript? Uh, <laughs> I am. I am. Um, oh, now here's here's some excellent language from Malcolm Turnbull. You know, he's really he's really reading his audience here. Um, uh, can you hear me out, Mr. President? Trump says, "Yeah, go ahead." Turnbull says, yes, the agreement, which the vice president just called the foreign minister about less than 24 hours ago and said your administration would be continuing, does not require you to take 2,000 people. It does not require you to take any, which is, as an aside, is a hugely shitful thing that he has again admitted that, mm-hmm. you know, him, sure. him and yeah, him and Dutton have kept up this whole pretense the entire time of like, oh, we're we're actually doing something about all the people who are on Manus and Nauru and, you know, we're not going to let them in here, but they don't want to stay there and we can't find any other um, third world hell holes to take them. Uh, so, so no, we're making this deal with the States and thousands of them will get to go to the States. And he's like, he's very, very clearly and blatantly saying to Trump here, you you only need to make the pretense of vetting them, and then on any criteria you choose, you can disqualify every single one of them. You don't have to accept a single one. He even says here, it's a direct quote, every individual is subject to your vetting. You can decide to take them or not take them after the vetting. You could decide to take a thousand or a hundred. It's entirely up to you. The obligation is to only go through the process. Wow. Mm, mm. But I like his I like his reading of his audience here. Um doesn't require you to take any it requires in ter- in return for us to do a number of things for you in the united states this is a big deal i think we should respect deals <laughs> trying, to, trying to speak his ridiculous language mm, now you're speaking my business wow. language <laughs> the, the the deal respecter has logged on <laughs> then after that you get trump being uh relatively woke at Australia, <laughs> that why haven't you let them out? Why have you not let them into your society? <laughs> yeah, it's 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 stunning that like so many people said, "Oh, you got like you got the biggest xenophobe in the world to immediately just say, "Oh, so you've you've kept these people in prisons for like 
several years in a row now, and you've also vetted the shit out of them, and you're telling me that they're not dangerous, why, why don't you let them out of your island prisons? And, like, that just cuts right through the whole thing, does it? Yeah, yeah. we're horrible. We're a horrible country. It's pretty out of control. Just looking at uh, looking at a few more of his, his comments here. Yeah, there's the part where after Turnbull keeps just going like, oh, come on, please. He goes, this is my most unpleasant call because I'll be honest with you, I hate taking these people. I guarantee you they are bad. That is why they are in prison right now. They are not going to be wonderful people who go on to work for the local milk people. And then, I still don't understand this comment. What is, What is a milk person? You know, the local milk people. Oh, I haven't met any of them. Is that an American thing? Uh, yes, sure. <laughs> the local milk people. And then uh, oh, look, it... he's got Turnbull trying to explain, just being like, I wouldn't be so sure about that. They are basically, and then Trump cuts him off to be like, well, maybe you should let them out of prison. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's fair. That's very I fair. Like, uh, I like this almost interminable sentence. Uh, Trump saying, Malcolm, why is this so important? I do not understand. <laughs> this is going to kill me. I am the world's greatest, greatest person, person that does not want to let people into the country. And now I'm agreeing to take 2,000 people, and I agree I can vet them, but that puts me in a bad <laughs> position. It makes me look so bad, and I've only been here a week. The crux of both of these have been him just being like, you have to understand, I said a bunch of stupid shit, and now I've realized that I can't mm. keep up with it. Please help me. <laughs> I have I've said a whole bunch of ridiculous things. Uh, Turnbull says, with great respect, that's not right. It's not 2,000 people. And Trump says, well, it's close. I've also heard, like, 5,000 as well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, the, like, the idea that this is just entirely operating off, off gossip. Like, so, someone around the White House said to me that it's, like, 5,000 people. Oh. Very professional conversation. It's really right. comforting. <laughs> I love this when uh, Turnbull tries to appeal to his sense of deals again. Uh, and Trump's response is, look, I don't know how you got them to sign a deal like this, but this is how they lost the election. They said I had no way to 270 and I got 306, because, again, he loves mentioning his results. That is why they lost the election, because of stupid deals like this. You have broken many a stupid deal in business, and I respect you. <laughs> but I guarantee that you broke many a stupid deal. This is a stupid deal. This deal will make me look terrible. <laughs> He's not wrong. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. Um, <laughs> I also enjoyed this exchange. Uh, Turnbull saying, Mr. President, I think this will make you look like a man who stands by the commitments of the United States. It shows that you are committed, and Trump cuts him off to say, okay, this shows me to be a dope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, just, I mean, like, it's hugely dispiriting from the perspective of Turnbull just not even pretending that it's about anything that the Liberal Party constantly puts the face on mm. their whole immigration program to protect it, to pretend it's about. They act like it's all, oh, we have to discourage people from coming by boat so that there's no drownings at sea. <laughs> How many funny. times does he reference drownings at sea in that conversation, you know? Yeah. yeah. How many times does he reference keeping people safe? Any of that sort of stuff. He, he just, he goes ahead and says... Um, Basically, we're taking people from the previous administration that they were very keen on getting out of the United States. We will take more. We will take anyone that you want us to take. So, you know, again, it totally, it, it absolutely has no bearing who the refugees in question are, what their deal is, 
why each country doesn't want them in there or anything like that. It's purely political. Hmm. We we will take anyone that you want us to take. The only people that we do not take are people who come by boat. So we would rather take a not very attractive guy that helps you out than take a Nobel Peace Prize winner that comes by boat. That is the point. And Trump, and Trump replies, what's the thing with boats? <laughs> why, do, why do you discriminate against boats? No, I know. They come from certain regions. I get it. <laughs> he gets it. I don't understand why the guy's uh, attractiveness is an issue here. It's a really strange way of phrasing it. <laughs> we, yes, we'd rather take... We'd, an ugly e- guy. We'd even, we'd even rather have an ugly Even an ugly motherfucker, as long as you didn't come <laughs> yeah. in a boat. That's right. We'll take some ugly criminal from America over a good-looking Nobel Peace Prize winner mm. who came on a boat. That seems rational. Yeah, and that's how you run an immigration program. Mm-hmm. I really like this uh, vaguely zen-like quote from Trump, where this is again Turnbull trying to explain the boat problems, where Trump's like, okay, good. Can Australia give me a guarantee that if we have any problems, you know, that is what they said about the Boston Bombers. They said they were wonderful young men, to which Turnbull replies, (laughs) they were Russians. They were not from any of these countries. And Trump just replies, (laughs) they were from wherever they were. (laughs) They sure were. They absolutely were. (laughs) Oh. <laughs> oh. Um, so, so again, this conversation, as I recall, was supposed to go for like an hour or whatever, and it went for about 20 minutes before Trump just goes, bah, <laughs> get out of here. Um, <laughs> I've had it. I've been making these calls all day, and this is the most unpleasant call all day. Putin was a pleasant call. This is ridiculous. Turnbull. Do you want to talk about Syria and DPRK? <laughs> Trump, inaudible. This is crazy. <laughs> Turnbull, thank you for your commitment. It is very important to us. Trump, it's important to you and it's embarrassing to me. Oh. It's an embarrassment to me, but at least I got you off the hook. Oh, just, just thoroughly blasted. Thoroughly, thoroughly blasted. Extremely mm. cucked. Internationally cucked. Mm. Um, and it's... And as we said, it's it's just remarkable that somebody as as renowned for being a huge dunce as Donald Trump and incapable of grasping seemingly even the most basic elements of his own political system that he is the president of um, should just cut through the artifice of our whole ridiculous, hateful immigration program uh, in the space of a 15, 20-minute phone call. It's almost kind of disheartening to, like, get that uh, clear a look into, like, diplomatic process. Mm. Like, you know, you you want to believe that there's some, like, I don't know, weight of intelligence or whatever behind things that happen like this. And then it's just two pathetic idiots just whining <laughs> at each other. Just going, please, I made all these promises. Yeah. I can't keep any of them. <laughs> it's, uh, it's absolutely ridiculous. I I would just say that um friend of the show, Dan Nolan, I believe he summed it up best <laughs> with with his tweet, uh Prime Minister Broadband absolutely fucks it again. <laughs> <laughs> Although, in fairness to Dan, that tweet was actually in reference to um today's shenanigans around the the intended plebiscite for marriage equality. 
And that, again, was a huge, depressing display mm. of uh, just doing absolute shit all about an issue that affects a bunch of people. There's a lot of having cake and eating it too, just from the perspective of claiming that it's an issue that no one really cares about and no one's talking about it at barbecues around the country. And also, that's all we're ever going to talk about. Well, it seems like it. Maybe we could just, like, just get on with it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, A staggering amount of effort going into making sure that... Parliament does not perform the actual function it is there for. Mm, it's great. I just Which, love that we're still talking about it. It's so good to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Um, I like that it's been in the news again for a couple of weeks and then they had to call an emergency party room meeting to tuck themselves away and come out and say, okay, here's the new approach. We're going to do a plebiscite. <laughs> uh, which was just great news for everybody. Yeah. Um, and then they said if the plebiscite doesn't get up, because of course it won't, because it's already been defeated before, mm-hmm. and they have even less numbers now than they did. Um, so if that doesn't get up, they're going to do a postal vote, which will be even less non-binding uh, than, than the plebiscite. Um I feel like there's lots of people in the Liberal Party who are already stating their intention to just vote however they want anyway, no matter what a plebiscite or a postal vote comes back with. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, and then if that doesn't get up, then I think there's the possibility that they'll eventually have a conscience vote and everyone will just do what they've been saying the whole time they're going to do anyway, which is vote how they want. Uh, you know, which is quality stuff and a great way to kill months and months of time and millions and millions of dollars and not actually do anything. Mm. Yeah, it's good. I can't wait to come back to our mm. fucking stupid country. Hmm. Mm. Whole lot of nothing going on. Uh, I I thought it was I thought it was impossible for the country politically to feel more like it was just in complete stasis than it did under Tony Abbott, and I was wrong. Yeah. Wrong not a lot going on. No, yeah, it's just it it feels like even even less than nothing. At least like at least Tony Abbott had an agenda of like I want to dismantle things and I want to roll stuff back. <laughs> and I want to I want to actively ruin your lives, you know, not passively. Yeah. It makes me feel a little bit better to think about how Turnbull must be just fucking miserable. Oh, he would hate mm. himself. He would hate his uh, whole life. Surely. He has to. Because he's, he's been pro-marriage equality for longer than, like, a bunch of even, like, Labour people. And then mm. now here he is just, like, doing shit that's intentionally set up to fail so that he thinks he can appease some progressive voters, which it doesn't. Yeah. And then it still just wildly pisses off the right wing of the party, like... Just... Well, yeah, it's like it's it's somehow designed to make absolutely everybody unhappy in the end. Yeah. Mm. And um, yeah, even even the people who sort of give the pretense of supporting it, it's always very very clear. Like if you ever speak to anybody online who says, "Oh, let the people have their say via a plebiscite," um, it's all it's just always very clear that they're like not not arguing in good faith and that they're sort of, they're on board with the whole thing of like, let's just drag this out forever. Oh, it's a bummer. It's a bummer. Mm. And it sucks. It would. Yeah. 
I think uh, Mark Kenny wrote a piece about it today where he was just saying like, yeah, if you if you were at any other job where you spent all of your time just actively refusing to do the thing that you were there to get paid to do, they would just fire you. Uh, and yeah, and that's that's what all of this has been. It's all about engineering method after method to avoid the the actual purpose of parliament, which is to allow elected representatives to vote on an issue that is before the house. Yeah. And that's, yeah, so the whole thing is just about making sure that that does not happen. I love that, you know, like, the Liberals always fall back on this, like, point of pride that, you know, how they all allow conscience votes on everything and no one is, like, mm. mandated to vote with the party, blah, 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 because they're all independent thinkers, blah, 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 and now they're fucking losing their shit because a number of them aren't supporting the party line on this. Yeah, because, like, several of them have said... Why don't we just have a fucking vote already? Yeah, well, seven seven people voted, I believe, in the party room for a conscience vote. Uh, yeah. Which, yeah, and now, like, all of the hardline right-wingers in the party are super pissed off at them and throwing heaps of trans- tantrums, because that's what the noble tradition of conservatism is about, mm. is shitting your pants anytime you see a your... difference of opinion. That's right. Filling your big adult nappy. Yeah. It's a very Eric Abetz thing to do. Mm. He's a he throws a good tantrum, Eric. He's a lizard person. <laughs> he, he is. He's very reptilian. He is. I just watching him talk is honestly just very discomforting for me. He has that vague sort of lisp, and he's just I don't know. His eyes don't move when he talks. Yeah, I, got, so I get like weird. Nazi vibes. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like the way that his skin changes colour to blend into the background of whatever he's standing yeah, in front of. I don't like that he occasionally licks his own eyeballs. I find that just very off-putting. Mm. Like, I, I don't like when his eyeballs are dry and I can hear them <laughs> move when he looks around, but I also find the licking very unsettling. I'm not going to lie. Uh, so, yeah, that's 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 been Australia's uh, strong strong claims. <laughs> To poor politics it's this the week. Fucking worst news to wake up to as well. So the first thing I saw this morning was three tweets in a row from um, Mark, friend of the show, Mark Stefano. Uh, Shout out, Mark. Even though you've you've never once acknowledged your um your probably dozen friend of the show <laughs> shoutouts at this point. Unbelievable. Look, I don't. I'm mm. going to go out on a limb here and assume that he is not listening to the podcast. <laughs> Well, as crazy what, as what that kind sounds. of friend of the show is his? That's that's nuts. I'm going to I'm going to forward this to him and say, please, please claim your friend of the show status. <laughs> so, uh, Matthias Coleman, we resolved our commitment to get every Australian to say. Then, breaking, Matthias Coleman confirms if plebiscite fails, the government will go for a postal plebiscite. Coleman confirms the plebiscite is not binding. It'll be a free vote after the plebiscite result. So it's just like me being like. Oh, fuck, they're doing the plebiscite again. Oh, again. they're doing the plebiscite and then another plebiscite. Oh, cool, this one's not biting as well. Well, I'm going to go back to sleep and then just mm. cry in my dreams for a little while. <laughs> I also appreciated um, uh, somebody's comment I saw today about that that very statement from Matthias Coleman saying, if the plebiscite gets up and uh, people come back and, and you know, the, the response to the plebiscite is a is a no vote... That um that the liberals will just 
never allow another motion about marriage equality until they're out of government. And this person was saying, oh, I see, it's, uh, it is a binding vote, but only if one particular answer comes back. Yeah. Mm. It's, you know, it's almost hard to keep track of now. And like I said, the entire thing is just much like our immigration policies. It's so clearly just this facade that's been put up where, you know, where they, where they think that they've found a couple of ways to kind of trick everybody. You know, it's that whole like, oh, by your logic kind of thing <laughs> where... If you say that you if you say that you want to stop people from coming by boat because you don't want them to to drown on the ocean, and then you say, "Well, I think I think you should accept and process refugees under our obligations to international law," they say, "Oh, so you want people to die in the ocean, huh?" Maybe yeah, I do. Wow, they like they think they've got these unbeatable gotchas. Like mm. with this, where they're like, oh, you don't think everyone should mm. have a say on this? Like, well, no, absolutely not. We don't use a plebiscite for basically anything else. No, that's not how government's supposed to work. No, Howard didn't use one when he changed the Marriage Act in 2004. There's no reason I, that we would I, use it to change it now. I really enjoyed an exchange that I saw on um, Sky News with um, Peter Van Onselen, had somebody on from the Liberal Party, and he said, um, oh, so explain to me why we need to have a plebiscite. On, uh, on marriage equality. And this guy said, oh, you know, it's a very um, it's very important uh, social issue about matters that are very personal to people and affect people in a very personal way. Uh, you know, so it's very important that people get to have a say on it. And he said, okay, so you're going to have one on euthanasia then? Ooh. And, and the guy went, uh... Well, that's more of a and like and he he switched mid sentence to saying, "Oh, I see what you're doing there, <laughs> so I'm not going to keep going," and like and laughed, you know, and but like basically acknowledging with within a sentence that yes, the whole thing's totally full of shit and easily dismantled by comparison to pretty much any other way that that this government tries to deal with, you know, making or changing laws. Yeah. But he was just like, oh, you got me. All right. I better stop talking now. I think we should and just like do, it, like, direct democracy for everything. Just have a uh, vote on every every fucking thing every day. That'd be fun. Absolutely everything constantly. A lot of yeah. app yeah. nerds would fucking <laughs> love you for saying that. They would. Oh. Uh, just speaking of Peter Van Onselen, there was a, a really good interview uh, with him and uh, gay liberal MP Tim Wilson. Uh, Ooh, uh, it was like yeah. at the end of last week that was literally 29 seconds long. So Tim Wilson like appears on the show. Uh, the first question uh, Van Onselen asked was, do you like the idea of a secret ballot in the party room? Tim Wilson's response is, I'd rather talk about something else that actually matters to the Australian population, the economy, energy prices, what's going on with Labor's tax slug. You pick it, I'm happy to talk about it. I've said what I've said on the issue. Then Van Anselen comes back and just says, Tim Wilson, thanks for your company. And then that's the end of the interview. Cuts him straight off. <laughs> it's fantastic. It's just like, well, you're not going to talk about it, right? There's no point having you on the show. See you later. Yeah, well, like, I think that's how... So a lot of that sort of stuff should go. Like, if you if you want to get on a news program and use it as a platform to, you know, discuss your your political party's dealings, you don't just get to unilaterally declare what's off limits to talk about. Yeah. Speaking of which, um, yeah, apparently 
the Liberals banned um, any media from filming in any of the surrounding corridors by the party room today when they were when they were doing their wow. doing their deeds. In case they had like super microphones and picked up the inside deliberations. <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh, oh, there's also that thing that uh, they pushed through or are pushing through at the moment, um, cutting down on what uh, public servants can do on Facebook. So they've always had like policies about. Uh, you can't make disparaging mo- remarks or anything too political on your Facebook or whatever. Yeah. But now they're they're pushing the provision so that um, you can't. Well, they they haven't always had that. That only came in the last couple of years. Oh, really? Um, that came in under Abbott. I want to say. Uh, oh. please feel free to write in and tell me I'm wrong as usual. Yeah, if you guys want to Google this for us so that we don't have to, yeah, that would be do. amazing. Yes, yes. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure that that came in under. Um, Abbott, where it was meant to be a big, oh, well, if you're in the public service, you're not allowed to criticise the government, which is also not how the public service is supposed to work. Absolutely mm. not. But um, the, the thing they added now is extending the protections, well, you know, restrictions so that you can't like friends' content. Wow. That, yes. And also that if anyone comments on any of your stuff that it has a, a, a negative opinion of the government, you have to delete it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, really good prioritization. The big issues they're tackling, which is very good stuff. Do not do not like the wrong thing on Facebook. Uh, so you know, depressing week in Australian politics. Mm. Should we should we take some questions from from the big groaning mail sack? Yeah, let's, let's do it. Let's open up that sack. Empty the sack, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> Pouring out the contents of the sack right now. Uh, okay. Now, look, I feel like maybe maybe this one um, has already been answered. Uh, friend of the show, Scarman, asks, what's the most inappropriately Aussie thing you guys have tried to work into a conversation so far on your trips? Is that Scarman, like, S-K-A? No. All right. Thank goodness. I was going to say I was going to refuse to acknowledge the question uh, <laughs> on a moral ground. Oh, too good for Scar now, are you? I, I don't know if it's the that I'm too good for Scar, it's that Scar is too shit for consumption. Yeah, I agree. Mm. Hold on, are, are we making a claim here that neither of you have ever recreationally listened to Scar? No, fuck no. I've incidentally listened to Scar and not been angry, maybe once or twice, but I will never <laughs> listen to Scar on purpose. I, I, I refuse to believe that, that Lucy has never non-ironically listened to Scar. Let's not, uh, let's not, not talk about my uh, real, yeah. big, real big fish days. <laughs> Oh, man. Maybe I saw you at one of those shows. I'm sure you did. Good call. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think we did answer that question. We've both, like, literally every conversation we've both been, cunt has come up uh, at least once. Just been once. peppering it in. It's not even uh, intentional. It's just so strange that they find it such a, like, horrific word. Uh, mm. Dear friend of the show, Twitter user Lana Del Raytheon. Uh, who mm-hmm. we had a, a fantastic time hanging out with yesterday. We did. Uh, they seem to feel pretty comfortable saying it uh, at least once now. I think we started something good. I think we're starting something good. over here. Yeah. Something re- something really beautiful. Yeah. Yes. It's about time that, that we finally got to reclaim that word that we desperately need, and apparently. You know it had to be reclaimed by... Us Australians, it was, <laughs> it was a role that we had to do. Not women, not women, just Australians in general. Yeah. Oh. Well, I'm uh, very jealous that you got to hang out with Lana Del Raytheon. You should be. Mm. Oh yeah. Oh, I am. 
I am. Good. Uh, big shout out to them. Friend of the show. All right. So what else we got here? Uh, we have a we have a question from friend of the show, friend of the show. Ooh. Uh-huh. <laughs> who asks now this is very very topical considering that you are in chicago mm-hmm. uh and they ask um which type of pizza is the best mccain barbecue meat lovers <laughs> or mccain hawaiian it's got to be Jesus the barbecue Christ. meat lovers Ooh. it's got to be it's got to be it's good pizza it's a good frozen pizza do you love a good frozen pizza one of my favorite things uh in the world that's a huge claim it's not even that's close to claim. true uh Mm-hmm. There is a brand of frozen pizzas called McMain's, <laughs> which is just so amazingly ballsy. Jesus They've just Christ. really gone for it. That's nuts. I used to have them at uh, the Woolies that I worked at, and they were about a buck cheaper than the McCain's ones. Nice. Mm. Yeah. Ah, uh, McMain's, you have done it another time. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, McMain's, it's once again, you have done it again. <laughs> You've you previously done it, and here you are doing it again. McMain's yes. pizza. Once more. Once more, you do it. <laughs> uh, oh, here's one for you, Lucy. Mm. Um, friend, of the, friend of the show, uh, Erina, asks, uh, did tipping freak you out? Because I just made my American friends do it for me when I went. Also, how weird is it to be called ma'am or sir when people aren't taking the piss? God, that's exactly what I've been doing. I just don't understand it. Like, I get it. I get the concept of it. But I just, it's just such a fucking weird thing to be doing. And it is so fucking weird. It's like everyone's constantly trying to be super nice to you. Yeah. And that makes mm. me uncomfortable. <laughs> they really, unsettling, really aggressively bring you water as well. They do. It's like, Jesus, dude, you don't need to just like be filling up my damn water all the time. You can chill out. I'll probably just, I'll need, I'll drink like half a cup of water over the course of a meal. I don't need you to bring me the biggest no, I feel cup pressured. available. And I feel a lot of pressure. It's too much. They need, they need to afford that healthcare, man. Come on. Maybe oh. they could just like earn a living wage, I think, if their employers paid them a bit more money. That might be nice. I've definitely hmm. used that exact phrase a bunch <laughs> of times. Everyone's like, oh, you all don't have tipping? And I'm like, no, we have um, no. we have a minimum wage. It's actually yeah. really good. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's really good. <laughs> People hmm. love it. People love being able to afford to eat. It's pretty cool. Good place. Love our Love our mild socialism. I got uh, I got really thrown off by the tipping etiquette for bars. Like if you're paying with cash, yeah, just I don't, leaving, I just... leaving like the dollar or whatever on the bars. I could always put the money there or just leave it there. Yeah, I know. Just, just walk leave away it. from the money. You can just leave it on the table. I was like, nah, in Australia, someone someone would absolutely nick that. It'd be fucking yeah. gone. <laughs> uh, friend of the show, not really friend of the show. I know for a fact he doesn't listen. My mate Dave is uh, <laughs> talking about how like. Uh, when he was going, he went to a couple of baseball games in the States and how, like, uh, he was, like, ordering a hot dog and a beer, uh, sitting in the middle of the row and just, like, yelling at the guy and then passing money up and then getting the food back. Yeah, and people this do wouldn't that. work in Australia. Like, no, your I know. money would, you, there'd be no money left by the end of the row and you'd get, like, a tiny little bit of hot dog bun left and an empty beer <laughs> by the time it got down to you. Yeah, that happened to me the other day. He, like, hands me the beer. He's like, can you pass it to this person? And I was like, uh, mate. Or I could keep it because it's a <laughs> bloody or, beer. Or I could keep it, mate. <laughs> Beer's not going to make it. Oh, friend of the show, Dave. He's such a handsome lad, isn't he? Oh, he's gorgeous. Shout out to Dave and <laughs> his beautiful body. It's beautiful, beautiful face. Uh, at Twitter user at at Dribbly Bob, I believe it's a zero instead of an O. If yes. you want to see ah, a Dribbly lot Bob. of near nudes that he has posted when he's drunk, uh, he has scroll through his nudes. media <laughs> section. 
if if you'd like to gaze into some beautiful green eyes, mm. get all over that. Stunning. Mm. Uh, friend of the show, dear sweet friend of the show, Nikki. Hi, Nikki. Oh. Uh, dear Nikki. Also, I just met Nikki for the last time, uh, for the first time, like last week. Oh, you did weekend. too. Oh. That was really nice. I only met Ben the other day, by the way. We should we should probably address that on the show. Oh, yeah. That was <laughs> let's, nice. Let's do talk about that for a second, because, I, yes, I can't remember which of you I was talking to, and you pointed out to me that you both had never met each other before, yep. <laughs> despite us having uh, been doing this show for several months now. Yeah, and here we did it, in the city of dreams. In the, the city of yes. windy, windy apples. The angel city Baby. of wind. <laughs> That never sleeps. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I have a feeling that city got a lot windier once the old queen, queen of IBS got there. <laughs> sure did. Sure did, yeah, guys. How have your, um, how's your IBS been going in the States? Uh, you know, the diets here are pretty fucked. It's the, it's the worst it's ever been in my life, I'm going to mm-hmm. be honest. I uh, really want to eat a vegetable. I don't know where to get vegetables here. Do they have yeah, them? I've not bought a vegetable yet. I'm, I'm like, tonight I will be camping somewhere and i'm actually Jesus. gonna cook a meal so i think wow. i might just buy like a couple of heads of broccoli just boil that and eat it and that's all i'm gonna have it's a good idea i don't think i've eaten one since i got here no i've just Not been good. eating like cheese I've, it's basically the only thing that's been going into my body they love cheese oh, good 24 slices of american cheese. <laughs> hell yeah baby uh all right so back to back to nikki's question mm. oh, back to yeah uh wine wine mum's question uh good friend of the show nikki asks are you all fucking in America? <laughs> I'm not fucking in America. Uh, well, I, Lucy I am. is fucking in America. I am. Can you guys uh, give me a bit of congratulations? Whoa. Am I right? Yeah, congrats. Yeah, it's, it's Thank you. She's glowing Thank right now. So uh, obviously, this is an audio <laughs> podcast and you can't see it, but oh boy, is can't she see glowing. The glow. Yeah. Uh, if my yes. mum's listening to this, because she, uh, she listens to the show. Yep. Uh, does she? Yeah, she does. She's a big Andrew fan, unfortunately. Yes. I okay, I well. have just been talking to her on Twitter. Shout out actually. to a friend of the show, my mother. Oh, um, show, Lucy's mum. Really out of the loop on this one. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. I have I have not been doing that in America. If if you're listening, mum. Mm. 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 Lucy's still waiting for marriage. If you're listening, obviously, that's what people do here. <laughs> yes, so that's what we all do. Um, no, your your mother has confirmed for me uh, on Twitter that she loves me the most. I'm glad. Wow. And I'm I'm happy about it. I think we all should be. I'm not. Uh, well, so. I'm, I'm accepting it. It's <laughs> fine. Uh, so, so love and kisses to her. <laughs> Don't you can't send kisses to people's mums. <laughs> I I absolutely I absolutely can for one and number two. Oh, Don't God, kiss please. on Mike. Please There's no do kissing that. on the podcast. Mm. That's my one rule. Mm. Sugar, I'm I'm blowing kisses down the microphone to your mother. And um, I hope they reach her. Wow. Wow. So, another, another question. Uh, friend of the show, Chip Malfunction, a.k.a. Rob, and he has put in parentheses here, patron. <laughs> <laughs> he, does, he does like to remind us um, every time he asks a question that he is a patron. And for that, we salute him. Mm. Uh, and he asks, my dearest podcast hosts, I pray this reaches you in time. <laughs> How are you... <laughs> How are you planning on trolling the locals? If it helps, I hear putting ketchup on a hot dog is a good start. Is Thank that you. bad? Do they apparently not like that's that? bad. Don't don't do that here. Apparently, but, don't you put both? Why? Up? That I don't and know. Mustard, 
I think they just have mustard. I don't know. This place is strange. I don't like it. Mm. I don't like the I vibe. Actually, I saw a photo of, it might have even been from you, Lucy, mm. a photo of a hot dog, and it just had a line of mustard on it. And I was like, who couldn't find the bottle of sauce? Yeah, it's just, it's just what they do here. In terms of trolling mm. the locals, though, like you can just tell people here anything about Australia because they know nothing. Mm. They know absolutely nothing about Australia. We ruined some people's lives last night just by telling them that you get Centrelink money for going to uni. Yeah, that's good. Absolutely <laughs> destroyed their minds. Uh, they were not happy about it. No. Yeah. Yeah. Just try moving over here. Get yourself some some sweet Centrelink money. Yeah. Mm. Some su- some sweet Medicare. It's all very good stuff. <laughs> hmm. Now, we do have a question here from good friend of the show, Tal Waterhouse. Mm. I'm not sure I understand it. All right. I, I usually understand his questions. Um, so maybe you guys can help me out. Uh, tell us about the most American thing you've seen so far and whether you prefer to call it Cloudgate or The Bean. Oh, I oh. saw The Bean. I saw the damn bean. It's I saw The bean. bean last time this- I was here. I haven't seen it yet this time. Oh, is the bean a big shiny chrome? Yeah, sculpture? it's just a big hideous art thingy in the middle of Chicago <laughs> that everyone tells you you got to go and see, but it's just a fucking big ass bean. I don't know if it's hideous. That seems kind of mean. It's just a mm. not hideous. You can't do anything to it. They won't. They won't even let you fuck it. <laughs> Is that what you well, require from art? <laughs> I thought we established that Lucy believes that the only true art is video games. <laughs> oh, you're right. Oh, it's because it's not interactive. Yeah, you that's it. You that's can't why I hate get uh, gamer points or whatever the fuck yeah. those are called. Can't, can't bang an alien. Yeah. yeah. Can't say the n-word. Can't say any homophobic slurs. What's the? What's I've the been damn told point? that you said the n-word yeah. in this country. <laughs> <laughs> Connor made me do it, and I was trying to. Oh. Il- I was trying to illustrate. That it sounds much harsher in the American accent, just like the C word, because they got that oh. hard R on the end. They, they got do. that flavor in a hard I'm, R. I'm going to venture a guess that it sounded bad from both of you. It was <laughs> it was horrible, and I didn't like it. And I feel like it's like the C word in that I don't want to be pressured into saying it again. I feel like it's unhealthy mm. that you guys have been dating for you know a short amount of time <laughs> and already is forcing you to do stuff like this. Yeah, God, mm. we, we we shouldn't get into that on the podcast. Look, we grant him mm. a lot of leeway. Uh, as a friend uh, of the show, as a, a guest of the show, of the show. Uh, but up with this, we shall not put. Hmm. Friend of the show, Connor. Uh, look, I only have one question about it, and that is, um, how is it kissing a man who eats so many coins? Yeah, can you taste the pennies? Uh, is he coppery? Does he have a coppery taste to it? You guys want to know something fantastic? <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> that I shouldn't talk about on the podcast. Uh, Connor's mother's name is Penny. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> so you can imagine, I've probably got to make the best, the best your mother joke that has ever been created. Wow. Very good. That's mm. quite good. Very good. It's quite good. Oh, good stuff. Yeah. Shout out, friend of the show, Connor Golden. And his mum. Nice and lady. His mom. Yes. Penny Golden? And his mum. Hmm. <laughs> that's, that's like a James Bond woman name. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. So it is. So it is. Very good. Very good. All right. Well, um, <sighs> last, uh, last question for the day from friend of the show, Victor Rodriguez. Uh, you can find him online at Vic M. Rodriguez, host of the Bodega Superstar podcast. Uh, you can actually catch a guest appearance by a very, very handsome 
Australian podcast host on that podcast. Who is it? If you care to listen to it. I don't don't want to get into that. Um, (laughs) It's it's me. Um, Vic asks, who is the most racist Australian politician today? And what do you suppose his or her hidden kink may be? Oh. Oh. Hmm. See, this is a tricky one, the the two-parter. I might see weirdly enough, even though we do have like um Pauline Hansen and stuff out there, my mind straight away just wants to say Erica Betts. Yeah, I feel like I he's I definitely Yeah, I think he's definitely mm. more racist than he makes out. Did you see that thing from this Oh week? absolutely. Um with uh well from last week I should say, from One Nation Senator Brian Burson posted oh. that uh Ooh, the meme yeah. to his Facebook uh, where it's like a silhouette of a Muslim gentleman praying uh, with a mosque behind him, and then the text underneath reads, Labor's Ed Husick is, mu- is Muslim, Labor's Anna Lee is Muslim, Labor's Jihad Dib is Muslim, Labor's <laughs> Sam Dastiari is Muslim, Green's Marine Farouki is Muslim. There were no Muslims in government at the start of 2010. Awake yet? <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> Well, they're taking over. We're being we're being overrun. Sharia right. law, baby. Which, oh. literally, none of the people listed are actually in government at the moment. No. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as uh, the incredibly lovely Josh Butler from Huffington Post, friend of the show, mm-hmm. uh, mm. noted in his article about it, there are currently three MPs of Muslim heritage in the federal parliament, accounting for just over one point three percent of the two hundred twenty six people. <laughs> The 2016 federal census found that Muslims accounted for 2.6% of Australia's population, meaning that Muslims are actually vastly underrepresented in Canberra. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, okay, that's pretty bad. And usually, I, I mean, oh, we all know what One Nation stands for, but they're usually quite cagey about shit like this so that people can't just point call to them things racist. that they've said and call them racist, yeah. yeah. Uh, and Brian mm. Burson in particular has been very quiet in general, uh, probably the least noteworthy one Nation Senator. Mm. He's the one that started off with the um, his maiden speech demanding the ABC sh- be shut down and replaced with a uh, patriotic broadcasting Oh, company. yeah, the Patriotic Broadcasting yeah. Corporation. Yeah, that guy. Uh, Good old PBC. What's his kink, yeah. then? What's his, what's his damn kink? Look, I don't want to kink shame, you know? Uh, I do. So I'm not saying this is a negative thing, but it's probably shit stuff. I reckon it is mm. shit stuff. Yeah. Mm. Or even worse, he's got, like, no kinks, and he's just, like, a really boring dude, which I think Ooh. is... Just a missionary with the lights off kind of guy. That's, that's terrible. It's disgusting. Yeah. Makes me sick. That's, that's far worse than having a kink. Absolutely. I agree. It's the most damning, most damning thing of all. Mm. Oh, I don't know about you guys, but I can't wait for Sharia law to come in so we can just oh, stop talking about finally. it. Finally. That's my kink. Mm. Sharia law. I'm into it. <laughs> it's the only reason I keep buying Vegemite. <laughs> Me too. I just want to fund. I want to fund ISIS. <laughs> I don't even. I don't even like it. I just want to pay those sweet, sweet, sweet halal dollars, halal, halal taxes, sweet yeah. Sharia bucks, <laughs> sweet secret Sharia bucks. Yep. Oh dear. Okay. So should we leave it there? I think. I think yeah, that's leave so. it there. Yeah. Shit yeah. stuff and halal tax. Yeah. Oh, we, yep. we managed to get your yep. stuff in there, I guess. That's that's our poop talk for the week. Yeah. Oh, we also spoke poop about rabies. Talk. So, yeah, no, we covered our quota. <laughs> mm. 
Um, do we have a crime pass? Do we have a Bunta Vista I have, crime pass? I have or? a Chicago-based crime pass. Ooh. Yeah, what's that? Uh, you can shoot an unarmed black teen with no repercussions. I'm not sure we're going to give that out as a crime pass. No. Ooh. Well, because I I'm, think we're trying to actively encourage the crime with the crime pass, right? Oh, okay. Let's let's not do that. You can shoot a cop this week. Yeah, I was going to say the only people who can redeem that pass are police. So. Well, you can shoot a sure, cop then. Let's shoot a cop this week. <laughs> Go out and fuck twelve, yes. baby. Something something happened, and these these crime passes are getting like looser and looser every week. I'm sorry. They're getting out of control. They started off with like, um, you can pirate a movie from the eighties. Uh, to keep up with something we were doing, and now we have arrived at shooting police in Chicago. <laughs> yes. Oh, globally. You can shoot a cop anywhere. Yeah. You need to start putting a terms and conditions on this podcast. Wow, you coward. You think just because if one of our listeners shoots a cop and then says it was our fault and prints out the certificate that we made? <laughs> yes. No, well, it's, it's the other... It's, it's the other way around. Um, if you listen to the podcast, you are obliged to take us up on the crime pass. Absolutely. True. It's, it's legally binding. All right. Well, oh, I, dear. I think we've made our position very clear. Yeah. Please don't shoot any cops or teens. Yeah. Um, just for the record. No. I don't, I, yeah. Agreed. Don't shoot any well, teens. Especially not teens. Yeah. <laughs> Ex- extra don't shoot teens. Um, look, let me, let me put it this way. If you have to shoot someone, if you absolutely have to shoot someone, and it's like, a teen or a cop, yeah, you know who to choose. Come on. If you had a bullet that's going out of date this week and you needed to use it, <laughs> I think this is getting this is getting serious. <laughs> I'm not going to get a green card now. <laughs> if you got a bullet that's just about to go off, <laughs> you don't want to waste it. And it, it. can go two ways. <laughs> oh. Oh. oh, if you have if you all right, if you have one of those self-firing guns, <laughs> <laughs> those ones that just well, go off at routine intervals, mm. yeah, you have yeah. to point them at um, someone. Yes, which you happen to be holding up parallel to the ground at the time. Uh, if if you have foolishly purchased a self-firing gun, uh, take it back to Walmart. Mm. Yeah, and, get another one. Yeah. <laughs> get some fresh bullets. All right. <laughs> We we have to we have to stop. That. Let's end there. Stop. I just want to say, J.K. Don't want to. Don't shoot any cops. No, I'm deadly serious. Shoot a cop. <laughs> All right, and that's the <sighs> podcast. Okay, that's the end of the podcast. And for the for the eighth time, the podcast has been shut down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm. All right, guys. Okay. Uh, well, please please enjoy your time over there and. Uh, do not shoot or get shot by anybody, please. Okay. I will not. Um, Please come home safely, my sweeties. (laughs) Okay, guys. Well, um, I will see you very soon for the next step in your adventures. Although, Lucy, are you you coming back this week? Unfortunately, I am coming back tomorrow. Coming back to, uh, as you you called it in the last episode, Racist Toilet Island. I'm returning to the Racist Toilet Island. (laughs) From whence you came. From whence I came. All right, then we will see everybody next week. Okay, goodbye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Don't shoot cops.